Welcome to Unity of Fairfax, a positive path for spiritual living and spiritual center for education, practice, and service in Northern Virginia. We hope you find inspiration in this week's message. To all of you and to all of you, to everyone. As the expression goes, it's my turn and I'm up. And so because I'm up, and I happen to be number one of the three of us who are going to present this morning, I want to be sure that I don't get too involved in what I'm about to say and not say, happy anniversary. 65 years, we did good. Yes, yes, we all did very, very well. And as I was talking to Gail and James and Russell, I realized, and some of you are going to kind of maybe giggle at this and have already done the math, but I've been kicking around here for about 30 years, one way or the other, okay? So my job this morning is to talk to you about maybe a lesson that I got out of my 30 years here at Unity of Fairfax. Do you think I got a lesson? Yeah, I got a lesson. I got many lessons, but I'm only going to unpack one because it's right on. And you taught me this lesson. I am still learning this lesson and probably will until they say, your time is up, girl. Go to the next plane. So here's the lesson. You taught me how, and I'm still learning, still working on it, how to give the full tithe. Now, most of us know what a tithe is. Some of us don't like to hear the word, and some of us think, yeah, tithe, I get it, time, talent, and treasure. I'm talking about the full tithe. What is the full tithe? I'll tell you what it has been to me in my little portal of consciousness or to consciousness. The full tithe is when I am fully present, giving the best and the brightest and the lovingness that I am that I'm giving and being the Christ that I am, and I'm meeting that in you. And you know what? You taught me that, and it wasn't easy. And I never realized that that was part of our mission together, part of our co-creation. And here's how I viewed it from my end of it. You simply would not let go of the fact that you practiced the full tithe, and I was going to come along and learn all about the full tithe. And what does that mean? That means that as you taught me how to both give and receive, and I was not a good giver, I will not claim to be, nor was I a good receiver, and I walked around for a lot of years thinking, there's not enough, or more to the point, I'm not enough. I'm not giving enough. I'm not doing enough. And by a poor receiver, I would never ask for help. And when it was given to me and given to me as a full tithe, I did not know how to say thank you. And you folks at some level knew that and realized that. And you nurtured me to come up higher in my consciousness and to become a receiver and a giver and to clearly understand that law. When you give, you receive. And when you receive, you give. It's a part of the cycle and the circles of life. It is never ending. And you can choose to be a full participant 
or not. And let me give you an example. When I would say thank you, I would say, oh, thank you very much. I couldn't get it out fast enough. And I didn't know what to say after that. I clearly was at a spiritual uh, immaturity that was with me for a long time. And when someone, many of you, gave me so many parts of yourselves, you notice I didn't say things. That was part of the package too. But the parts of yourselves that you gave to me were love, were peace, was a gentle acceptance of who I am right where I am. I did not know what to do with that. It was almost too much. Nah, not today it isn't. Today it is the Christ in you meeting the Christ in me. And I see it, I feel it, and I know it. It is the lesson of many, many lifetimes. I ask you about my lesson. Does it sound at all familiar to you? Because I believe you could have not instilled in that or taught that to me or shown and demonstrated that to me if it did not exist in this collective consciousness and in the individualized expressions of the love and the light of God that you are and that I am. This is a tremendous gift. And I also remember a very um, funny part that I'll share with you, and then that will be uh, the end of my lesson for today. And that is in Luke. I hope I can say this again because I couldn't for almost 25 years. And, and you guys told me, you better learn how to say that. Give and it shall be given unto you. And the part I could never get right was shaken together, pressed down, and overflowing. And I couldn't get the, them in the right order. My friends, that's the right order. That is your collective lesson to me. Not the order of the words, but the fact that I know what love is, shaken together, pressed down, and overflowing in the abundance of who I am. I am alive, I am well, I am at peace, and I thank you. Amen. There is no one out there, there is no one else. deep inside yourself there's a voice that whispers there's no you no me there's just one there's just unity happy anniversary I'm going to shift now to our present experience of community, which has been in flux since March of last year when COVID entered the scene. And in the midst of this experience, which has disrupted so much of what we hold dear about Unity of Fairfax, as we've navigated these shifting sands over the past 18 months and engaged in a process of discerning a way forward, for a moment, right now and here, I want to focus on what is true. 
So this is not about problem solving, strategizing, or action plans. This is about being clear where our grounding is. And not just because of this experience of pandemic that we are moving through, but because we are a people of faith. And this work that we are about is the work of God, about picturing the divine, the kingdom of heaven within, and it begins in consciousness. And this experience of disruption is a chance to expand our borders first in consciousness. You've heard me ask this question before, and I'll probably ask it again, because it's a question that needs to be asked regularly, and in my own life, sometimes multiple times a day. What consciousness carries you? What consciousness carries us as a community? Is it consciousness with a lowercase c, our thoughts, feelings, belief systems, memories, biases, sacred cows, which can shift like the wind as we engage with the world? Or is it higher consciousness, God consciousness, whichever it is, informs how we show up, both individually and communally? We speak of unity as a positive path for spiritual living. But unity is also about radical self-responsibility. And so this positive path that we walk is a 24-7 commitment that requires both attention and intention, and attention to our thoughts and feelings, and is needed to raise the quality of them to choose higher and to live more intentionally from our center, which is God, no matter the facts of the day. I want to focus for a moment on three of our five principles and land on principle three as a lesson that I've received from this community that has been transformative in my own life and that I see as a guidepost on our way forward. Principle number one, God is the one and only true presence and power in the universe. There is no competing power. There is no competing power. There is no competing power. Power. Is that true for you? Is it true for us as a community as we move through this disruptive experience of pandemic and all of the questions and concerns that arise around it, many of which we just don't have answers for right now? Principle number two, we are individualized expressions of God. Our divine potential and spiritual essence are called the Christ. Yes? Do we live knowing this, not just in times of prayer and meditation, but also when out in the world, caught up in the drama du jour? And principle number three, human beings create their experiences by the activity of their thinking. Everything in the manifest realm has its beginning in thought. This third principle does not say that we create our conditions by the activity of our thinking, Rather, it says that we create our experiences by the activity of our thinking. According to the third principle, our world of experience, the quality and response that we make to these conditions is the result of the activity of our thinking. In practical terms, our grounding in principles number one and two means that no matter what condition, pandemic, isms of any kind, or the consequences of either, is outside of the realm of God to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. The first Sunday that I attended services here at Unity of Fairfax, sitting somewhere in the back trying to be inconspicuous, the third principle was the lesson of the day. 
that I create my life experience by the activity and quality of my thinking, that I can always choose higher, which involves radical self-responsibility. It may not change the condition, but it most certainly can change how I and we move through the condition with more grace and ease. Unity co-founder Charles Fillmore wrote an affirmation entitled, I am what I think. It goes like this. I am what I think. I think life. The life of God is released in me, and I am alive forevermore. I am what I think. I think with the mind of God. The mind of God is released in me, and I am wise with divine wisdom. I am what I think. I think power. The power of God is released in me, and I am daily changed into a likeness truer to God. I am what I think. I think love. The love of God is released in me, and I am sustained and comforted. As I've explored the history of unity of Fairfax, which I love to do, I've wondered what consciousness has carried this community over the past 65 years. And even before our church was formed and there was just a small study group, what drew them together? What kept them coming back and moving forward, even when the way wasn't apparent? I imagine it was much the same consciousness as ours these past 18 months, and in this moment, God is our source. Divine qualities of faith, love, imagination, resiliency, wisdom, discernment, patience, connection, healing, and openness are alive within us. And God in the midst of us is mightier than circumstance. This is what I believe is true for us, even as we navigate the unknown. But how do we stay grounded? Psalm 4610 reminds us to be still and know. And Father Richard Rohr reminds us to be still and still moving. In the stillness, in the silence, we open to the still small voice of God within, if we will but listen. There's a story of a young Jewish boy who asks his rabbi, why is it that God no longer speaks to his people? And a great sadness came over the rabbi as he responded, it's not that God no longer speaks to his people, but that his people no longer bow their ears to listen. Taking time to listen together for that still small voice of God in the midst of us is not wasted time. It's foundational. It goes right back to our beginning with Myrtle and Charles Fillmore. And it's that inner voice awakened within us that gently shifts our thoughts to be more in alignment with that of God, from fear to love, from pain to peace, from sorrow to joy, from lack and limitation to unlimited possibility. Whatever our doing is or could be, has to be grounded in the sense of our being one with the one. Otherwise, it's not sustainable. As we remember and celebrate our beginnings and the precious gift of this time together in the life of our community and the lessons of truth along the way, may we move forward 
as a community into our next and best 65 years, our collective consciousness grounded in a knowing of God as our source, even if we don't know exactly where we're going or what we're going to look like or what we're looking for. I leave you with a quote by Reverend Mildred Park, our founding minister, from a 1964 annual membership meeting. Please know this with me. We have experienced an inner growth, and I feel a mighty stirring of things for unity of Fairfax. We have experienced an inner growth, and I feel the stirring of mighty things for unity of Fairfax. May it be so. And so it is. Sandy, Reverend Ron. Although I am sometimes party to the consciousness that will move from the sublime to the ridiculous pretty quickly, I must confess that to you all. And every time I hear that quote out of Luke about pressed down, shaken together, and overflowing, the image that comes to my mind is a martini shaker that has come loose. And I see this like image, and I'm thinking, oh, why me, God? Why me? Why do I have to hold that consciousness? Because life is fun, isn't it? Life is exciting. Life can be anyway if we allow it to be. We have designated our theme for our 65th anniversary celebration to be from retirement to refirement. Unity of Fairfax at 65. Now, in our nation, it's been common to think about the age of 65 as a time of retirement. And for some folks, that's totally appropriate. For some folks, that's 45. I'm like, yeah, nice work if you can get it. For some folks, that's uh, really no time. I mean, I look at people like Betty White. You know, she's still working. I mean, this is why you have to plan for retirement. <laughs> so anyway, retirement to refirement. We are not slowing down as a community. And the lesson, I think, for all of us is regardless of what physical age or manifestation we are, keep having fun. Keep doing what you love to do. Keep giving who you are to the world. I so appreciate Reverend Sandy calling us to remember the full tithe is how we live. And we are called as individuals and as a community to live full out regardless of any facts of the day. And I'm grateful for Reverend Ron for his message of staying grounded in the principles and the values that nurture us so that we can continue to live full out, bowing our ear down to listen, taking time for silence and quiet, restores our soul, builds our energy. We had this beautiful experience that Reverend Sherry gave us of just how to do that and how powerful it is when we do that in community as well as when we do that individually. Because for us to refire, 
we must have oxygen. And that oxygen, that air, that spirit, that pneuma, as is described in our scriptures, comes when we allow it to come, when we make a place for it, and when we become willing to risk giving ourselves to the world, even if we might look stupid doing so, even if we might not do it perfectly. Many of us are plagued by the plague of perfectionism. We want to get it right. We want to know what the plan is. And I'll tell you that trying to have fun during a pandemic and lead, well, gosh, I want to get it right. I'm sure you all want to get it right to get to the finish line, however that's going to be. And the way we will do that is one day at a time, one step at a time, inch by inch, life is a cinch. I mean, I'd like to say that we always know what the big picture is and exactly where we're going. But that's not always how it works, is it? So we are called to stay present in the moment, to nurture our souls, to nurture our bodies, to laugh, to play, to celebrate, to give what is ours, to give with a full-hearted enthusiasm. Because sometimes we do know what the final goal line is, and sometimes we just don't. So many times when I'm meeting one-on-one -on -one in a counseling session or when I'm in the other chair, the guidance is simply this. Do the next right thing. Do the next right thing. Do the next right thing. In our humanity, we want to know exactly how everything's going to be and how it's going to turn out and what the end zone's going to look like. You know, I'm reminded of that story from Exodus 3 where Moses is meeting with the burning bush and, and, and through the bush, God conveys the message, I will take you to a good and spacious land overflowing with milk and honey. But he didn't hand over the plan for how is this going to work out? Here's all your resources. Everything's perfect right now. Just go tell them we're, we're packing up and moving out. It was a bit of a process, wasn't it? And there was murmuring. But that's all right. They got there. And we're getting there too. Collectively, as a people moving through this experience collectively as a people in this community, refiring our mission and individually. People living full out based on their principles and values. I don't know what the next 65 years of unity of Fairfax will be. I scarcely think Mildred Film Park knew herself. Where's all this going? But she got an idea to teach truth, to love people, to co-create a world that works for everyone, and went with it. And her enthusiasm was addictive and passionate. And here we are. So when I think about where we go next as Unity of Fairfax, celebrating our 65th birthday, refiring our mission, I think about some activities that have just happened this weekend and will happen on Monday that speak to where Spirit is guiding us as a community. On Friday and Saturday, our Compassionate Community Service team led us in a variety of issue opportunities. We saw a movie, we had a workshop about how to support individuals with intellectual and other disabilities. 
to live that core value of inclusivity ever more fully, to recognize the worth and the spirit in each and every person, regardless of how they can convey themselves. It is there. We honor it. We love it. I want to thank everybody who was a part of that experience this weekend. And then tomorrow, Patty Hagan, prayer chaplain on duty today, will be leading a program in racial healing in conjunction with Unity of Albuquerque. Who knew? Because there is work to do in that field as well. We are co-creating a world that works for everybody. We are living into our mission, and we're living into these sort of experiences and countless others, such as our tree planting we're going to do after this service, with joy, with love, with laughter, with grace. We are on fire for God. I am on fire for God. And together, we are truly living the vision of mission, not of Unity of Fairfax, not only its mission, we are awakening a world to peace, abundance, and respect for all creation. And we will continue to do so for at least another 65 years. Peace be with you and namaste. Thank you for tuning into Unity of Fairfax podcast. You're welcome to join us live in Oakton, Virginia, every Sunday at 9 and 11 a.m. Or view our live stream services from our website at unityoffairfax.org. We appreciate our donations to support this podcast to make our message of positive, practical spirituality more accessible to all. See you next time.